Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. We got into a few different conceptual debates throughout the last couple days over the gas, the gasoline-filled rant that Anthony Lima spewed on his own show two days ago. In between changing diapers, he calls in and just ethers the station with Kyle Shanahan would be the fourth pick behind the three best quarterbacks in the NFL in a league-wide redraft. We're going to get to what league would benefit most from a yearly redraft here in a moment, but the man has once again taken a small break, changing nappies, to join us on the North Homestead Chrysler Jeep Dodge Ram Hotline. Anthony Lima, welcome to the show, sir. Had the first projectile number one and wasn't ready for it from a boy. <laughs> you're, you're you just... don't have to worry about it with the girls, but you do have to worry about it with the boys. I was warned, and boy, did we were scrubbing the walls. Now, now, do we get a PPTP? Because that's a real thing. <laughs> yeah, I've heard about it, too. Yeah, absolutely. And what's weird is when somebody, like, insists that you get one, uh, that that happened to a family member of mine when they had their first son, and I remember being like, you know, it's not your kid, right? Like if they right. if they, if they would like that kid to go all over them, I guess that's on them. Yeah, and look, I'm 42, going through this for the first time, and all my buddies are just laughing because they went through this like 20 years ago. And they're like, man, you are old. You're gonna be really old at your high school graduation. Well, by that what point, at that point, you're hoping for senility, right? You're hoping yeah. that when when he's yeah. graduating, you're hoping that you're just not there, but you're there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Either that or my buddies will have me run for president. That's, One or the other. That's true. You'll be the young. I mean, you'll be like 58, 60. Oh, my gosh. You'll be the youngest <laughs> presidential candidate in 50 years. It'll be amazing. Uh, all right. So there were other factors to the draft. And I want people to understand because, yes, it is offseason football. So that's where a lot of these topics are birthed. So. Uh, look, there's only so, so much we can talk about whether or not the Cavs are being disrespected. But I'm, I'm listening to this, and there's one thing I feel like I, I didn't bring up. And, Nick, you've been there. You're at home, and you're like, oh, my best points I didn't even bring to the table mm -hmm. after going through this thought process about a draft. And I think people are not really totally understanding while they're, they're engaging in a great, what I think to be a great hack topic. The, the debate is not just – Hey, one year, that's all you get, right? Because I think we'd all agree, like, what if you have a bad roster? What is a good head coach? What is a great head coach going to give you if your roster stinks? Like, we might like Kevin Stefanski a lot right now. Give him the 1-15, one in, one in 0-16 oh Browns. Well, the, he's not going to win. See and Eric Mangini in 2009-2010. Right, right. Or, you know, conversely, Daryl and Nick, what if, you know, you have Deshaun Watson with the Houston Texans? You know, not a great roster, not a great coach, and he's elite. Well, there's only so much you can do. So 
the one-year thing is not what I'm interested in. I'm interested in, hey, this once-in-a-lifetime draft out of nowhere that goes down, and you're going to play this out over the next five years. Who are you going to have more success with, or 10 years, or 15 years, if you did this draft now? And the, the, the motives or the factors I did not bring up when originally talking about this is the fact that you still have a salary cap, right? So your quarterback, your pass rushers, you know, when you're done with the draft, you still have a salary cap to deal with over the next five years, 10 years, all, all under the same constraints that we have now. Mm-hmm. Number two, coaches do not get injured for the most part. I mean, I, I get Andy Reid almost got injured on the sidelines, but and Mike Tomlin tried to step on the sidelines once, but uh, on, on the field of play during the game. But there are no injuries with coaches. So that's part of why, you know, Kyle Shanahan or I heard Albert Breer who I couldn't believe he, he, not that he said McVay ahead of Shanahan, which I, I've heard other people say, and um, that's interesting. I, I think it's a great topic in, in and of itself. But he only, what, took three or four quarterbacks ahead of uh, everybody else, kind of like that was, that was what I had originally said. Yeah, his list um, was pretty short. Yeah, I, I think that's what also is part of this. You know, that's one of the things, one of the advantages, if you have an owner that's going to spend money, you can spend money for retaining any kind of coordinators, staff, any of them. You know, think about Bill Callahan and when Breer told you how much he was making and how the Browns were able to, to really limit, you know, his ability to go elsewhere just by the fact that they paid him so much money. You know, that's one of the advantages. If you think you have an elite head coach, you're going to be able to do that. And then, hey, you know, you can miss on a Trey Lance here or there. You can make a faulty, you know, quarterback assessment but you still have that coach and that coach is going to be there. Or maybe in this case with San Francisco, why I like him so much is because, you know, he handpicked his GM and they work in such concert and they're able to go, you know, basically every off season, figure out where their failings are and address them, you know, within limits because there's a salary cap. Um, that, that is a huge part of why I think if you have evaluated a coach to be at a very top tier I think you might, if you can't get Patrick Mahomes, if you can't get, um, you know, Joe Burrow or Josh Allen, where it gets interesting, Nick, is is the Justin Herberts of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, how do you feel about the Justin Herberts? Or you said Anthony Richardson, who's already gotten injured in his first year. You know, you talked about potential, but I, I, I can get another 20 years out of Kyle Shanahan. How many years am I going to get out of your potentially elite quarterback that is mobile, but can also sustain injuries like maybe Deshaun Watson. So, so here's the thing. Why don't coaches get hurt? Because they don't play the game. Right. And so I'd look at it and say, I actually think the no salary cap thing for coaches goes against your argument because I can, I can fire out five coaches in five years looking for Kyle Shanahan or Sean McVay. I can't go through five attempts at a franchise quarterback in five years. I got to pick one guy and I got to give three to five years. It's different if it's a rookie, but like if I draft Justin Herbert ahead of Kyle Shanahan, that's Mm -hmm. giving me the first five years of a franchise. Whereas if Kyle Shanahan comes in year one and is an ass clown because he doesn't have the right quarterback, year one in San Francisco, by the way, not great for the, the 49ers. I can just fire that guy and move on to the next guy. So I think, in a way, I think the quarterback, drafting franchise quarterbacks or guys that could be like Anthony Richardson, I think give you more stability versus coaches who you might get six months into and you think the guy's a turd and you have to rip him out. Like, with a a quarterback, you at least have something, well, hey, 
if all else fails, I got the quarterback. That's going to help us be competitive. This is why I think it actually speaks to the strength of an elite head coach, somebody like Sean McVay, who went to a Super Bowl with Jared Goff, realized, hey, he's not going to get me over the hump, and we have this once-in-a-lifetime ability to go get somebody. And he goes and gets Stafford. They win the Super Bowl. Then they have a down year. Remember, obviously, they used up all their draft picks. They have a down year that a lot of people could see coming with a banged-up quarterback who's a little bit older. And then they, they come back, and they're in position. There are people that are picking them again to go back to the Super Bowl next year. Where was and Jared I, Goff you, drafted, and where was Matt Stafford drafted? Very early. Yeah, he, he got two number one picks. Like, I, sure, I don't know I can really commend him well, so that that's well. Why, that's the men's why I take Shanahan over McVay is he's done it with lesser quarterbacks. And Who that he if drafted. They, if, if they, right, but if he screws up, like let's say Brock Purdy goes down with an injury next year, you're telling me he couldn't get, make it swing a trade for Jacoby Brissett and still have a chance to go to the Super Bowl next year? Like that to me is what sets Kyle Shanahan apart from everybody is if he has a quarterback that can run a system, they got a shot and they had a shot twice against an all-time quarterback. And we don't know what would happen last year, the year before where his quarterback got injured. Well, so you're so giving him why, the, for the benefit of the doubt for quarterback injuries for the mid-ass quarterbacks that he drafted? What do you mean? I mean, yeah, quarterbacks get injured. They, well, they get the great ones can get injured. Well, I mean, but, Mahomes hasn't, but Tom Brady, Tom Brady missed a whole year. John John Elway had one year where he was big time injured. I mean, all all the elite quarterbacks have had you know significant injuries at one point in their life, except for Patrick Mahomes, who's been banged up a lot, but has been able to play through it. I just so can't that, get that, over that also factors into it. Like, I'm getting Kyle Shanahan every year, no matter what. I just think the thing that you're kind of minimizing is that the whole reason you have Shanahan is he's supposed to be some sort of Sven Gali at, at evaluating quarterbacks, and he's chosen Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance, and Brock Purdy. And yes, Brock Purdy has completely surpassed our expectations. He's still not good enough to win the Super Bowl as of yet. So the other guy that he's got was one of the biggest yeah, I busts. Would, I think he is good enough to win the Super Bowl if he's not going up against maybe the greatest quarterback ever in Patrick Mahomes. At least that seems to be... What, what a lot of the arguments were the day after the Super Bowl. I, well, so, it, you're, I you're taking one Super Bowl to say that he, he – yeah. you, so you think he could beat Josh Allen? You think he could beat well, – I mean, uh, Garoppolo. Garoppolo. Garoppolo hits one open receiver in that game, you know, late, and maybe they're the Super Bowl champs years ago, and that's Jimmy G, who now everybody thinks sucks again. So he's done this twice, going up against the best of the best, and that is what is so amazing to me about Shanahan that I don't know – in fact, I, I can't really name that many other coaches who could have done that with Jimmy Garoppolo and Brock Purdy. And like I said, if all of a sudden this offseason Brock Purdy, you know, falls off, uh, there, there's there's some sort of bad weather, you know, off a cliff. He's living in that beautiful house that you keep seeing on the news and there's a mudslide and then goodbye to Brock Purdy. That would be tragic. I still think the 49ers could get back to the Super Bowl next year with a new quarterback. You can't really say that. With uh, with many other coaches, certainly. Well, but that could be dispelled in one season. That's the problem, like because what you're speaking to is a narrative about Kyle Shanahan, and the narrative is no longer wow, look what he does with average ass quarterbacks or slightly above average quarterbacks. It does this. It's now does this guy know what to do? Does he know how to find an elite quarterback? And it's can he win the big game? So like I so I think the, I think the narrative you're the operating under is is the yeah. the narrative from last year not this year not the current so state. Nick, who are the guys who can evaluate quarterbacks and get them where other people not obviously you can get a quarterback at the top if your team is bad which you know under Kyle Shannon you're never going to be 
really bad um, for the most part. So where are you going to get those guys and who is going to be the one to evaluate them? I mean, John Dorsey nailed it with Patrick Mahomes. Andy Reid didn't, certainly. In fact, Andy Reid was there. If Patrick Mahomes doesn't ever come through, it's Andy Reid twiddling his thumbs with the Alex Smiths of the world and certainly never a threat to really get to the Super Bowl. Do you want to know who it is? Uh, it's who luck. Is it? And football guys are going to hate that I'm saying that. Football <laughs> guys love to, oh, I knew this guy was going to be. Matt Rule knew Brock Purdy was going to be special. He knew it so well he didn't draft him in the seven different uh, picks that the Panthers had before the man became Mr. Irrelevant. That's a great point. Let's just be oh, honest with you. The NFL, is full of, the NFL is full of crap when it comes. How hmm. many quarter, three quarterbacks, four quarterbacks before Josh Allen? All these football guys, I love them. I love scouts, man, because they I, – and I, I wish I could just watch football all day and watch film, do the grind, all that. They're full of crap, Lima, and that's why when you get a chance at an elite quarterback, you take it over a head coach because an elite a head coach can turn stale in two years. That's what happened to Vrabel. An elite head well, coach – Go ahead. And I like Vrabel, yeah. But I, like, it isn't the damnedest thing. I was the one leading the charge. You were not in town – at the time, so I, I can't vouch for what maybe you might have been saying uh, on the big flamethrower in Carolina, <laughs> but I was all about going and getting Deshaun Watson because I thought this was a once-in-a-lifetime deal, the chance to get an elite quarterback, and unfortunately, so far, he hasn't really been that, but that that was the, the modus operandi there, and I, I totally supported it. And there's still time. We He's still got time. We still have three more yeah. years. So, uh, all right, real quick here. What league would benefit most from either a yearly redraft or if like every three or four years they redrafted the whole league? Yeah, I don't think football needs it because there's so much parity and it's interesting every year. Baseball, are, are you telling me that the salary cap is the exact same as it is in baseball? Because if all of a sudden the Guardians have a chance to get, you know, Shohei Otani, you know, that would be amazing and I think would lead directly to huge crowds and a totally different vibe in the city. I think you would have to do like a, like basically a, a hard cap where the money is shared more evenly. But yeah, I mean, I, I both Daryl and I agree on the baseball thing. It, it goes both ways. Though. I mean, it's also you lose Jose Ramirez. <laughs> Uh, if I had a shot True. at Shohei well, Otani, tell me you wouldn't go for... Oh, of course I would, but you, I'm just saying like, yeah... Yeah, Daryl, I've never uh, – we've been doing this a long time. Daryl, you've been doing it longer, and you've been in the city longer, and so I, I think you, you have the bona fides to speak to this. In a nice way. I, I, unfortunately for our friends over at the corner of Carnegie and Ontario, I can't remember. Maybe to the Maniacta era, I can't remember a time where there's been less talk about a baseball team during an offseason. We're talking more about a solar eclipse or lunar eclipse. or What kind of eclipse is it? Eclipse it it's, of the heart? It's, a, it's a total uh, solar eclipse. A total eclipse of the heart. Yeah, a Mitsubishi eclipse. I don't know. Whatever it is. Like, that's going to be the highlight on opening day is is the eclipse. Well, but, okay. And and, and it's kind of sad. It's kind of sad. And it's not. And the blue seeds. Let's not forget the blue seeds. And the blue seeds. Let's not forget the Port of Cleveland has been removed from right field. And you can go up there and drink to your heart's content. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Tent. They took out half the left field line to put more bars in. I'm going to miss Mobon trucking, Daryl. That's going to be the hardest pill to swallow is... (laughs) No longer can consult with the guy that robbed our guy of the MVP award. <laughs> so we are actually pivoting a little bit because the reality is to defend the Guardians, 20 teams in baseball, and 20, yeah. fans of 20 teams in baseball are saying the same thing. There have been maybe yeah. five teams that have actually spent because of the, the TV money being held over everybody's head. So, like, it's not that you're wrong, but, like, I'll be honest with you. I actually think, I, I, like, I think because the expectations are so low, I actually think it's easy to be a Guardians fan again simply because anything they do will be great is, is going to be above what we expect. Yeah. I mean Austin so Hedges bar, was the big guy. Yeah. yeah. The the soft bigotry of low expectations is is what it is. And I always had a great time going to games. Uh whether I'm watching the game or just hanging out, it's a great community thing. Uh fireworks after the game. It, we talk about everything but the game. And they've had great teams. They've had really great teams. And they've, they've obviously had a very professional approach for so many years. Unfortunately, the sport of baseball is so – I don't want to write off the whole sport because you guys are big baseball fans. You're bigger baseball fans than I am. We, we have big baseball fans at the station uh, who have that microphone, who just love the sport a lot more than I do at this point. Uh, unfortunately, you're right. There's like 20-plus teams that are all in the same boat that – they are never going to be able to compete in free agency. And so that kills the offseason. You can compete during the season. I mean, the Guardians have done that. They've, they've competed time and time again with Tito and with this, this, this manager, this uh, you know, organization. They've been able to compete. But when you don't give your fans anything to get excited about in the offseason, that just limits the conversation and that limits the fanfare. And I, I think that's one thing the other sports have going for it. The NBA – has huge, huge buzz every offseason in, in a lot of places. Uh, the NFL, we know, every single team, 32 teams, have that buzz. How many in baseball? Four, five. It's a huge issue with the sport. Lime, I appreciate you dropping uh, Soft Bigotry of Low Expectations, the name of my erotic memoirs. You are a gentleman. <laughs> we release you back to fatherhood, and we can't wait to have you back, buddy. Thank you for lighting the station on fire the other day. All right. It's a fun show. It's a fun show. You remember that. Fun show. PPTP. Look it up. I totally empathize with Lima. You know what he has right now? He has cabin fever. Well, and I don't like it's so it's not just because it's easy to go. Oh, we had a kid. But no, it's also it's winter. Yeah. So even with having my voice crack with with it it again, uh, with being uh, winter and having a kid like you're and you're stepping on top of each other. Like I said, this is also a radio thing. We all get to the point where we're like, man, if I step away from this for one day and then you go on vacation and by the second day, you're, you're itching to do you're something. jonesing for it more yep. than than uh, the, the guys filling in for you are jonesing for you to be back. Like and it's the it's, and so then you're like giving your takes to people in your family and they're like, I really I could not care well, less. It, it's like me with Brown season. Like right now, OK, I'm enjoying uh, covering the calves and that, you know, that keeps me busy. And uh, but by the start of free agency, I'm going to be Jones in for training camp to get here. <laughs> yeah. But I, I thought it was interesting in talking with Lima. 
I just think that here, and I, I, you and I didn't really get into this in the uh, five, uh, the four forty segment. We started talking about value. I think what, Ant, I think, I think everybody overvalues head coaches. That doesn't mean they don't matter. But the, but the truth of the matter is, if if you gave me a average head, uh, average uh, court, uh, quarterback, and a great head coach, you're probably just a playoff team at best. I, I give you the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And honestly, like I can't give Kyle Shanahan his flowers for losing in the Super Bowl when he's supposed to be the advantage. Right. Right? I can't give him the advantage when he's picked the quarterbacks. He's he's like, supposed to be the X factor to beat Patrick Mahomes. Like if the chef comes in and says, "Man, my food is crap. I don't have good enough food." Who was at the grocery store earlier, Jack? Like I so it's tough for me to give Shanahan that. Whereas if you give me an elite quarterback and a middle of the road head coach, Every single time. Guys, Dan Quinn, uh, MVP season for Matt Ryan, Super Bowl. Uh, Ron Rivera, look at every other season in Ron's career. Hell of a guy. Every other season without Cam as an MVP, and he was a 500 coach or below. So look at what he did in Washington. Ron went to Washington and said, I'm not making this about the quarterback because Cam's uh, injury history got me fired in Carolina. So he spent four years looking for a quarterback. Well, but ignoring the quarterback spot. Oh, I can win with Alex Smith. Oh, I can win with Carson Wentz. Oh, I can win. And in the meantime, he passed on Justin Herbert. In the meantime, he did have a chance to draft Jalen Hurts in the second round before Philadelphia did it. He had multiple opportunities to take swings at quarterback and didn't. And it's just like, I think. Is D'Amico Ryan's a, a coach of the year candidate if C.J. Stroud is an average rookie quarterback? Or what about if C.J. Stroud's in Carolina and Bryce Young is in Houston? Right. Because I think the tale of the, I think the tale of the table would be completely different. That doesn't mean I don't want to make it like I I coaches do matter, and things like setting the tone and things like culture, culture, and messaging, and, and honestly, X's and O's matter, yeah. and 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 like all that does matter. But you can't convince me it matters more than any player that might give you a chance at a franchise See, quarterback. When, when the Browns were washing through head coaches left and right, I, I feel like the Haslam's would get so enamored in their coaches' interviews with the whiteboard X's and O's session, right, where uh, the candidate would bring the film or whatever. Like, hey, I'm going to do this, 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 and this mm-hmm. with the offense, and I'm going to do this, this, and this, this with the defense and with the personnel you have. And here, you know, Here's how far away I think we are, whatever, right? And they get so caught up in that, they forget, well, the people skills, all the personalities in the lot. Like, I, I, I give Kevin Stefanski a lot of credit. Like, you know, the stuff that comes across coaches' desks uh, in the NFL or in any sport, sometimes borderline absurd. But, it, 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 you know, life happens to guys, and you have to deal with things that you don't expect to deal with. But, like, Kevin Stefanski's got really good people skills. He's really good at delivering his message succinctly. It gets through his team. I mean, that locker room at times, and, and I would make the joke with you guys, like the, the locker room talks like Kevin Stefanski. And some people took like like I was ripping on Kevin or criticizing Kevin. No, that was the ultimate compliment. That meant that your message got through to your team, that they are speaking exact. Just trying to go one and zero this week. We're only focused on this week. Mm-hmm. We got the big picture in mind. We know where we want to go, but you know what? We can't get there if we don't handle our business this week. Vintage Kevin Stefanski, right? So, um, and, and look what Stefanski did with the the quarterback play that he had to deal with this year and the challenges, right? So, yeah, coaches matter, but you can't win a Super Bowl unless you're like the 2000 Ravens. Uh, 
without an elite quarterback. Like yeah. it just it does not happen. Go back and look at the recent Super Bowl winners. They're all elite players. And anybody and- who isn't, it's a fluke. Philly with Nick Foles. Right. Uh you mentioned Baltimore Trent uh Trent, Trent Dilfer. Dilfer. Like so and it's and listen, I don't think this was maybe the same way in nineteen ninety two. It just shows you this thing. This Dan whole Marino thing. was an elite quarterback, yes. and he couldn't win a Super Bowl to save his life. But this whole thing has been just geared towards quarterbacks and, and the passing game and scoring more offense. And every single rule that you take away, well, you can't hit them anymore. You can't land on them. Uh, well, now defensive backs can't do this, that, and the other. Or if you're in coverage, this oh, is now. like because they now cost $50 million a year for a good quarterback. Well, but, like, that's all because of the way this game is designed now. And if they ever – listen, and it's and by the way, it's not just on the field. It's also organizations are no longer 10 guys. They're 80 guys. They're, they're And I'm talking about football operations. Yeah. You've got health and sciences. You've got uh, analytics. You've got uh, the football coaching staff You've and, and support staff. You've got the actual football scouting department and the GM side of things. And by the way, those are like four. They're probably an additional – one or two departments that I'm not thinking about that are subsets of that. So, like, it's just – it's completely changed the way you need to win in the NFL. And I will say the one thing I agree with – one of the things I agree with Lima on is the NFL is the league that if they did a a redraft once, it would be the biggest thing to ever happen. They don't need it. They're no, because, so popular. Because you, want to why, you want to know when the redraft in the NFL takes place outside of the top-tier quarterbacks? Free agency every March. Yeah. Well, and and I think that's like, like to me that is like he mentioned Major League Baseball. The reason why baseball to me makes so much sense for if it was every four years, like the World Baseball Classic, every four years you'd redraft all the players in the majors and maybe the top one hundred prospects, something like that. Um, the reason why baseball works is that there's there's sixty six or more percent of the league that can no longer afford like half of the league. Yeah. Like uh, Cody Bellinger, what was it? Josh Bell, $16 million last year, $16 million per year. And if you try to do that this year, you couldn't afford it. And by the way, Josh Bell, if he was a free agent this year, would be $20 million. Tasker Hernandez, who is a good player, he, should, he shouldn't be your four hitter, your right. three hitter, your five hitter. He should be, and what he's going to be in LA is like the six or seven hitter. $23 million in one year, on a one-year deal. Imagine what Paul Sorrento could have made in this era. I mean, he I bet you Paul Sorrento imagines. He, he, he would have cleared. Yeah, but, but I mean, you're right. And that is why there is such a lack of buzz uh, for an organization like the Guardians. They, they run their organization in a very practical, as Lima put it uh, so adeptly, professional manner that – you know, they, they can't make impulse purchases. They don't have the luxury because if they make an impulse purchase, which, by the way, has happened in years past, mm-hmm. okay? Uh, the Edwin Encarnacion. Yeah. Was it year two in? You're trading him for Carlos Santana. Right. I, I would say the last impulse purchase they made that actually worked out was Juan Gonzalez. They got the one good year out of him in 2001, made it to the postseason. That team won, like, over 90 games or whatever. Juan hit over 300. Drove nearly 100 runs or more in, okay? Actually, he was – I think it was over 110 RBI that year for for the the then Indians. But, like, you know, that was an impulse person that, like, paid off. Like, Travis Hafner, right? They extended his contract. Then what happened? Mm-hmm. He got hurt. And then that contract became a, a, an albatross 
you know, just hanging over the franchise. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Like eh, their their margin of error when it comes to their financials is so paper thin. Like the the Yankees, the Dodgers, the big market teams, they can afford to spend money on a player and have him on the injured list for three months, and it's not that big of a deal yeah. to have forty million dollars sitting on the injured list. Eighty with, million with, dollars at points well, with Judge and, and Stanford right, both but, on there. But with the Guardians, one got their their shot. Yeah. And that and that's unfortunate. And that's how you disenfranchise the casual baseball. Well, fan. but see, that's what I think is what people miss in Cleveland. Is Cleveland baseball is a miracle the way that they do business. And yeah, last year sucked. Yes, year last year didn't live up to the expectations. And we probably overreacted to a one year wonder with that team two years ago. But look at the teams that they've built. And look at, and specifically under that Antonetti era. Now that we're away from Mark, the Mark Shapiro well, era for yeah, more than a decade, yeah, I, I call look it at the, what they've done. Well, I mean, for for Tito to have one below five hundred season, you know, going into his last year as manager, yeah. and he's here over a decade, mm-hmm. considering their constraints. Like the thing that I I loathe, I respected Mark Shapiro tremendously. But the thing I loathed most about him was he had a defeatist attitude. Well, we have to be like the Marlins. Hope we make the playoffs once every five years and maybe yeah. we get lucky. Whereas when Tito came here, it was, we know what our limitations are, but it's our job to overcome them and put a team on the field that's competitive. And guess what they did for a decade? Just that. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. 